Hello, my name is Chris Chai, and you are listening to LaunchBite, coming to you pre-recorded from Plugin at Block 71 on Friday, June 14th, 2013. With me is my regular co-host, Brian Lee. Hello, everyone. And we here at LaunchBite talk about news that we think are of interest to the tech community in Singapore and discuss the local tech startup scene. Blah. Anywho, uh, we are going to be talking about WWDC today and uh, what we think of all the changes to iOS 7 are, as well as maybe some of the other products, and also have a little bit of a showcase of one of the startups from Block 71. Yeah. So, um, Brian, you were watching it live, weren't you? Yeah, I was watching it live in, uh, in my office, yeah, wow. having a good time with Apple TV. Um, so what do you think, um, from a consumer standpoint, right? You've been trying out iOS 7 for the last few days. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your impressions of it? Um, I, I tried the developer edition, so I'm, I'm actually quite happy with it. Um, the only problem is draining my battery because of the dynamic wallpaper. And uh, one of the issues is, I think, right now it's a little bit buggy. And uh, if you are using it with uh, those apps that are supporting for... Uh, iOS 6, for example, I'm using uh, Pocket, so Pocket will have some problems with it as well. Um, overall, okay, uh, looking forward to develop uh, new apps on it, especially my Pontic, go where? I'm going to do a new flat, uh, with quote, flat design for my Pontic, go where? Okay, cool, cool. Okay, so um, there were quite a lot of cool things introduced in iOS 7, um, uh, for one, you as you talked about, the design is very different. There's a lot of changes to the main UI. Mm-hmm. Spotlight is now no longer on the left side of the pages. It is at the top. You just pull it down. Um, the scroll bars are a lot thinner. There is a lot of fading going on now. Mm-hmm. Folders look very different from they were before. Basically, they were moving away from the schematic design that um, iOS was famous for when it first came out. So how do you feel about the design? Is it more intuitive or do you think that it's I, harder? Um, I actually feel that, uh, let's take one particular app, for example, uh, Calendar. Actually, I feel that Calendar in iOS 7 is much cleaner. Um, maybe the button is, uh, there's no depth in the button for us to, like, no, this is the button to click. But uh, the clarity is there. Uh, it points straight, there's a red dot on the, uh, the date today. Uh, lets me do the things I want. Um, I like it because it's simple, minimalist, and um, in terms of usage, right? I think it's it's clear, uh, it's good, right? And you do bring up a good point. Like uh, for designers now of apps, we have to think about having a flat, a so-called flat design. That is the new uh, buzzword in the design community now. Um, one of the challenges is to make buttons seem like buttons now that we don't have skeuomorphism to rely on. So we need to think of how to indicate to users that a button is clickable. And apart from that, I actually do really like the iOS design redesign quite a lot. One of the pet peeves I had with the old design was the spinner for multiple selects. Now it actually looks pretty sexy. So... I'm probably going to use that more in my um, development. Uh, there's also a huge reliance on translucency now. Yeah. So there's a lot of layering of different elements on top of each other. Mm-hmm. And this kind of gives the impression that your data is uh, hidden behind another layer. And you have to think about your apps now in a sort of 3D space where uh, things are added on top of your previous designs. 
pretty interesting. In fact, some of the new guidelines that have been posted on uh, Apple's developers page is uh, these three words, difference, clarity, and depth. Difference is the user interface has to help users but doesn't get in the way. Clarity refers to everything um, regarding text size, icons, images, uh, focusing on functionality through design. And finally, depth is where layers and motion are used to heighten the user's delight and understanding. And this is all according to Apple's UI transition guide and their user interface guidelines. So something that designers have to uh, take note of now when they integrate their new designs into their apps. So on the front of developers, uh, we have quite a few changes. Mm-hmm. Um, Xcode 5. Yes, Xcode yeah. 5. It looks gorgeous, I gotta say. I downloaded it. Um, of course, a lot of things are not working just yet, I feel. And uh, I could not build Intrax on Xcode 5. Oh. I haven't figured out why, but um, just poking around, right? There has been a lot of focus on test-driven development right now, which I'm sure will make a lot of developers happy. Uh, the version editor is a lot more intuitive right now. It's no longer hidden away in the organizer. Mm-hmm. And the debugger apparently has a lot of improvements, but I haven't had the opportunity to check it out myself. Um, poking around like the developer's kit, the SDK for iOS 7, there seems to be a lot more social integration. I think this was also surfaced during the talk itself. Yeah. Yeah, so um, what do you think about the inclusion of Baidu and all the rest of the social networks? I'm quite surprised, actually. Um, including those Asia social networks. Yeah. Like, I don't know, but I, I when I try to do a share now on iOS 7, there's a Flickr too. So I wonder if this will affect Instagram itself in, in terms of the uh, the app integration. Because you see, um, like having more social integration, right? Uh, also, it seems that they are also moving and they are putting concern onto uh, Asian consumers. Asian consumers. So like Baidu, uh, Weibo from uh, Sinang and uh, what's that company? Um, there's one more. Oh, Tencent. Yeah, uh, the Tencent. Nice. Yeah, so they put emphasis on Asia consumers as well. Uh, but the interesting one will be, like I said, uh, Flickr, because uh, they integrated Facebook, they integrated Twitter. All this brought in more users for them, and uh, it makes it easier for us to share. Yeah, I kind of feel like um, waiting for Apple to include these social integrations. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit painful for developers, especially developers in um, countries outside of the US. Because if you're a developer in China and your main social group is um, in Baidu or mm-hmm. in one of these other social networks, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have any support for sharing in your own app. It's very hard to integrate these uh, social networks. So I'm kind of hoping, I was kind of hoping that Apple will open up the uh, social sharing aspect of iOS and allow us to customize uh, how we want to share information to other apps. So make it kind of like an open SDK that we can just add our own social networks in instead of waiting for them to integrate as they have right now. Oh, you spoke of an interesting thing that I would like to ask as a, as a newbie in iOS development. Uh, so for example, right now in iOS 6, if I click on a share button, Okay, uh, so if this particular uh, app integrates with Pocket, so you can actually share, send it to Pocket, right? So uh, when you are talking about this sharing stuff, social integration, uh, 
are you talking about the button that allows them to share over to Pocket or like Correct. developers creating so, API? Yeah. So right now, what we have to do is, uh, as a developer, we need to uh, depend on sharing that is available online. So if like the API is available, um, like say in the past before Facebook was integrated, right, we mm-hmm. would uh, create a web view or make some sort of uh, communication to uh, online service to I do the see. sharing. It is not directly to the app itself. Whereas now for Facebook and Twitter, you notice how it's just a pop-up that appears? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's what happens when it's tightly integrated into the iOS. It allows you to uh, make a share without having to depend on an online API like that. Okay. Yeah. So the one that you're talking about is, um, like if for Asian social network, they, Apple, if there's an opportunity, they can open up their SDK where we can slot in all those integration with the Asian social network? Well, yeah, I'm hoping. As okay. In that, that is the ideal case that I would want. If not, we have to build our own um, share interface and things like that and then oh. make communications with the API online. Uh, but yeah, uh, moving on. Apart from social integration, uh, there was talk about uh, more map functionality, mm-hmm. like the 3D map that we all love from Apple and Google. is now available for developers. And um, the UI text kit. Yeah. I don't know why, but just, just the idea of having being able to handle text easier is quite exciting to me because in the past I had to do like formatting by myself mm-hmm. and uh, it's quite painful to handle the formatting of uh, text in iOS right now. Oh, um, yes, yes. Yeah, I, I have to agree on that. Because I was, I was trying um, UI, UI text fill yesterday. Uh-huh. Um, I was doing the control app for Intrax. So... Like, if I want to center some wording, some fonts, all this, um, it takes a lot of effort to find a... Um, either I customize, create yes. a custom class, or I have to change some of the attributes, which is quite difficult at the moment. So, I, yeah. I heard from you that iOS 5 actually makes some changes to that, right? The UI's text kit. Uh, iOS 7, yeah. Um, the text kit now has more functionality. I haven't actually taken a look at what exactly they've included, but mm-hmm. I'm glad that they finally paid attention to the UI text kit because that definitely needed some love. Yeah. Uh, moving on, uh, we have more dynamic UI elements, apparently. So I'm guessing that means animations and buttons and things like that. Oh, I want, I want, I'm wondering if there are charts. Oh, I hope so. But charts. then again, that's yeah. a lot. Uh, that's very complicated to design into mm-hmm. but then again we do have things like core plot and other libraries available not exactly the best and <laughs> yeah you know what Why? i think of core plot yes yeah <laughs> anywho i'm not dissing you guys but core plot is actually uh, very useful for what i want to do is just painful uh for gamers for game developers i'm sure actually the ios announcements were very exciting uh for one game center has uh, finally gotten rid of the felt background. Green felt? <laughs> yeah, green felt. No more green felt, guys. Um, they've also included a lot of cool functionality like chat, trading. Mm-hmm. So I think this will allow better social gaming experiences. Mm-hmm. Uh, makes it easier for us developers to create a game faster and uh, with a more standard UI for, uh, for gamers to use. Also, I'm really surprised, but game controller support so you can actually now include uh, Bluetooth devices, like say a Bluetooth Xbox controller or something along those lines for use with your games. So uh, this really ups the 
experience of playing a game on an iOS device. Okay. Because I think that was one of the things that really lacked, like having a physical controller to play the games. It it was, it's something that uh, if you're a hardcore gamer mm-hmm. or you've been gaming for the last ten years, right? You actually really missed when you're playing all these touchscreen games. Yeah. Oh, well, does it also means that uh, like devices, hardware can integrate easily and it, with a game app? Because um, I'm not I'm too sure not too sure of this because yes. So uh, it's actually very generic. It's kind of just Bluetooth controllers can be connected to mm-hmm. your iOS device. Okay. I think there's a lot more application outside of games. Okay. Uh, imagine like if you had um, some sort of scanner or something else mm-hmm. that could pass information to the iOS device. I imagine that they should be able to handle the communications as well. So I'm quite excited as to how it would um, play out. Like how innovators will take this new uh, technology and uh, apply it. Well, this um, will be interesting to see how Nike Fit further integrates maybe itself with uh, Game Center too, right? Yeah, In yeah. this case, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Nice. Yeah. Um, on the UI side for games, uh, we have a new uh, kit called Sprite Kit. This allows better functionality for graphics rendering and animation. Um, as well as sound and physics support. So uh, if you are thinking of creating a simple 2D or 2.5D game right now, mm-hmm. this is actually a really good news for you because it makes it so much easier. You don't have to depend on an engine like Unity. Um, oh. And yeah, so maybe we should think about doing a game sometime, right, Brian? Awesome. Yeah. So that's, that's like really... Um, interesting developments on the gaming front. I did not expect this at all mm-hmm. uh, from this WWDC. And being interested in games, I'm really excited to see where this goes. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that's about it on the developers' end of things. I'm sure there will be more um, news as time goes on, as they stabilize the release of iOS 7. Uh, yeah, is there anything else you want to talk about? Oh yeah, uh, definitely. So what we have gone through are just... Um, uh, all the opinions that we have on the new iOS 7, Xcode 5, and the, um, and the things that we think that will affect. But um, have you read the post that uh, I quote from Marco Ehrman that uh, he highlighted that the, uh, like everyone is on the same uh, level playing field? Because right now in iOS 7, right, uh-huh. suppose it's being launched, those apps that has customized uh, icon, customized uh, features or custom class, right, they may face into certain problems. So, for example, when I, when I run my project currently, right now, because it's all uh, default UI kit. Right, native. Yeah, native. So, in this case, uh, when I run in Xcode 5, everything turns out fine. The minor changes, of course. But the Intrex app, or if I run it in Xcode 5, the beautiful scrollable bar uh, will have some problem, right? Um, not necessarily. I don't think so. You don't think so? Uh, no, though, I don't think so. Because what the blog post highlighted, right, was uh, developers actually have to cater to another brand new... It's sort of like having a brand new platform because everything changes. So if you are, support, if you are independent developers, yeah. will you tweak your app and support uh, iOS 7? Or you will create two apps one in iOS 6 and create uh, another one, a similar one, for iOS 7. Uh, 
Well, again, this depends on how much bandwidth the developer has. Mm-hmm. Um, ideally, so suppose independent developers? Ideally, as an independent developer, I would just move towards iOS 7. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, most of our user base uh, are probably going to be stuck on iOS 6. For a period of time. For a while, yes. Yeah. And um, even now, we are still supporting iOS 5 mm-hmm. users. And that's just the reality of things. You have to kind of cater to the people who, uh, I don't know, don't have time to upgrade, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so most likely you want to build in like compatibility, and I'm sure that Apple has provided for uh, backward compatibility. It's just that to take advantage of the new UI things, right? It's much easier, as you said, for new developers to just use nice native um, UI. Um, we were all kind of tired of the old native look. Mm-hmm. Where it's all the same generic blue and yeah. um, the black tab bars and stuff, which is why we started moving into customized UI. Yes. But right now with the redesign, it actually looks really good. Like it fits very well with, um, in fact, the way that we were taking it in tracks, mm-hmm. the design. And yeah, I'm I'm guessing that it should be easier now to bring our design towards something that's iOS seven like, as opposed to in the past where we were fighting with the design of iOS 5 and iOS 6 yeah. yeah, to make something that we wanted to design. Yeah. Also, I'd like to take one step back. Uh-huh. So before uh, WWDC, there was a lot of speculation and all. Were you uh, disappointed of the releases that they have? Were you expecting? Also, to be frank, I was expecting for a 13-inch MacBook Air Retina screen. So, uh, yeah. And I was expecting something like a wearable tech. I watched maybe to... Yes. to um, because I'm envy of your Pebble. So I was expecting an iWatch. So were, <laughs> I was slightly... I, I was disappointed because there was no new hardware releases. But uh, So were you expecting something out from WWDC? Well, actually, um, I was slightly disappointed that the iWatch wasn't there. I was really expecting Apple to come up with that um, okay. based on like what they've been doing with the Nano and uh, the way that they, are, they seem to be heading, like an uh, entire consumer experience. Mm-hmm. But um, I was actually quite happy with the Mac Pro um, reveal. Oh, Mac Pro. It's yes. like a coffee machine now. Yes, it looks like a coffee machine. And it looks good. I mean, I really like it. And it's really due for an update. I think it's been roughly, what, six years? Yeah, it's a very a big Really long machine. time since the last uh, Mac Pro. And I use a Mac Pro in the studios right now, and it's so painful. Like, it, it literally gave me a scar at one point because I was carrying it and it cut me. Yeah. That's what happens when you have a stainless steel body. But uh, apart from that, right, the specs on it look really good. Mm-hmm. It's definitely targeted towards like um, professional video editors and mm-hmm. uh, probably audio okay. people as well. And its form factor is really small. And they seem to be uh, depending or trying to push towards a dependence on Thunderbolt. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. As a way to extend. So you don't put in like graphics cards anymore. You don't upgrade things inside. You expand it with... Thunderbolt devices which I'm not sure how that will turn out it Uh, sounds like a really good idea for modular things but we'll see how that turns out I'm just thinking they will just beef up their revenue as well because we are further tied into the Apple ecosystem for sure but you have to say like the specs are actually quite worth the money that Uh, they are mm -hmm. asking for Uh, or will be asking for at least (laughs) so there's also um yeah, no iWatch. What? 
Why? Why? I'm expecting when I watch too. Yeah, so sad. I, I, well, a lot of people were uh, talking about what the iWatch would look like and stuff like that. And I'm actually very interested to see what Apple's take on wearable computing is going to be like. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, by next year, they would have it. But it seems like, you know, it's been put on hold for now. Okay, one, yeah. one, one more uh, that I think that we, we sort of missed out, but I'm going to put it back on. The iOS Sea Lion. Oh no. Uh, <clears throat> Actually, I quite like the. When you watch WWDC, right? Uh-huh. Uh, when the guy first came out, everything was so serious. He was talking that there was no more names for the cats. And he came out with the iOS Sea Lion. <laughs> no, I was like, so wow, iOS Sea Lion. Even the icon is all displayed. But um, iOS, sorry, sorry, my, my bad. OS X Sea Lion. Yeah. So now we have OS X Merrick. What's your take on OS X Merrick? Um, I didn't actually feel that excited. I didn't expect them to release a new OS X, mm-hmm. but I guess it's time for a revamp. Um, I don't know. I don't really. I didn't see any integration of Siri into it, mm-hmm. which would have made it interesting. But they ad- added maps into the added Mary. maps. Yeah, they did. But um, I'm not gonna take out my laptop to look at a map. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if I want wayfinding kind of things, I'll do something like GoDad.sg or yeah. something that's more, um, that's more functionality in a sense. So I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. It seems like um, just a very small iteration. Like they weren't really focused on it. And understandably so, iOS was probably a huge uh, chunk of the development time. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Do you like it? Merrick, yeah. I'm only... I only like the name, not the Merrick name, the OS X Sea Lion. And uh, map is an interesting feature. Uh, not sure why they want to integrate into OS X because from from the browser I can go anywhere, right? Uh, go there, .sg, Google Maps, and all. Yeah. Uh, so it's quite interesting. Maybe they have something up their sleeve. They have something interesting that they want to integrate together. Uh, not quite sure, but I do like Safari. They have oh, the f- yeah, yeah. yeah, so na- lots of uh, lots of added features uh, in Safari seems to be running faster because everyone has the same chart. What browser is faster than what browser? Uh, so I'm try- um, I like Safari now. Seeing all the features, I'm looking to install because right now it's in the beta version for developers, uh, and I only have one Mac, so I don't want to install right now. It is too <laughs> buggy, but I'm looking to purchase the new version. Uh, another one that has uh, Finance tab Is this called Finance tab? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah Finance tab yeah, yeah. It makes it useful for us to drag and drop Right? Yeah. It used to be Control N Have a new f- uh, Final folder Control N again Final folder And for me to drag and drop the things into like Dropbox folder and all Now I can just have Finance tabs And you can tag You can tag it now With different colours True, true. Yeah, it Used to be labels And now it's tagging yeah. Yeah. So I feel like it's all just little minor um productivity tweaks oh, which is which yeah. is good mm. and which is why I love uh, OS X over like Windows 7 and Windows 8 mm. but at the same time I'm not super excited. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely definitely. I don't know, maybe when we use it, then we'll think it's like the greatest thing on earth <laughs> <laughs> like I did when I first started using OS but you know We'll see, we'll see. Actually, I've forgotten. When did they say they will do a full release for the public 
for OS X Maverick? I don't think they actually... They said sometime this fall, which okay, would mean... In September range? Yeah. Okay. But I don't think they gave a specific date. Yeah. So iOS 7 should be coming much earlier than that. Oh, iOS 7. <coughs> Hopefully. So, let's see. What do we have on hand? So we started... <clears throat> we started this whole podcasting, right? So people... Um, Am I jumping too fast? Let's see how am I going to structure this. Because we, we, we go along, we started, we shared our views on iOS 7. Uh-huh. We shared our views on WWDC. Whether are we excited? No iWatch. Why? Why no iWatch? So, some of our listeners, they will be concerned. They will be thinking, what happened to those weeks that we were not around? So, Chris, where were you? Okay, so yeah, it's been quite a while since we recorded the last episode of Launch Byte, and um, we've done quite a few changes as well. So uh, what happened was that we got pretty busy with um, <laughs> our projects in tracks. In fact, um, we went to Japan yeah. for a couple of weeks, and mm-hmm. then we were setting up over there, doing quite a lot of work there. Yeah. And of course, there was a lot of prep work for the app as well for its uh, Japanese launch. And then after that Japanese project, I had to go to Taiwan for nearly a month uh, to work on another project that I'm involved with. So um, it was kind of difficult to find the time to um, edit and to put up the podcast. So we kind of just decided to put it on hiatus until we could free up more time. And of course, when we got back, uh, that was sometime in May or so, um, I had to start uh, preparing for Atrelon as well one of the um, one of the products that I did Vitsi um, was launching its mobile app then so well mobile web app so there was quite a lot of work to be done I, I was not so, there at Echelon so how, how was it how, how's the event like uh, organization and all Echelon this is the first Echelon that I've gone to and mm-hmm. it was really well run like mm-hmm. um, the talks were very informative they got speakers to sit in a panel and discuss about uh, trends and they discussed trends and also what they thought, uh, what advice they would give new startups, especially now in an age where uh, data is so important and social is so important. It was very, very um, informative to listen to what they had to say about their experience in building their apps. So they had people from uh, Uber. Oh. They had many experienced people um, Yeah, just talking. Uh, right now, I'm blanking all the names of the companies that were there, but... Big names, very big names. Yeah. Any any startups that pitch that caught your eye besides your <laughs> besides the product <laughs> that you're having me? Um, any particular startups that? Well, the top fifty of all mm-hmm. the Echelon satellites mm-hmm. were present, so they were very interesting. Uh, Stamp. Stamp. So, Stamp oh. is an app which uh, integrates, which is, it's about loyalty programs mm-hmm. for shops. And what it does differently is that it uses a Bluetooth device mm-hmm. to physically stamp your phone in order to give you the loyalty stamp so this is really good because one it um, handles the verification uh-huh. and also it makes the process of stamping uh, very similar to what we are used to in the physical world and okay. it's very interesting and uh, very innovative use of technology mm-hmm. I don't know how they do it uh, I have some of my suspicions of how it's uh, performed but really cool really cool oh but this is interesting um Perks is in this loyalty market, right? Yes. Last time we did an episode with Around, yep. they had the same thing too. Yes. So they did not have a physical stamp that can chop on your like phone to 
give you the stamp. Yeah. Um, they were all digitalized. Yeah. Uh, do you think, although the experience is there, but will you think that uh, will you make it troublesome for the client, both the user and the merchant? Uh, yes and no. I actually was involved in creating a loyalty app about a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the issues that we faced was the issue of how do we verify that this is a valid stamp and how do we verify that the user is actually receiving it from the shop. So, in the past, the only way to do that was to have the salesperson um, enter the stamp and also, or maybe some form of like QR code or barcode, Mm -hmm. things like that. Those were the solutions that were used in the past. But now with this physical device, right, you literally just take out the app, the salesperson taps your phone and it's done. So, it really simplifies the process a hundred times. Oh, I see. So, it helps in the uh, verification. Yes, it does, it does. Oh, I see. And also, it just looks cool. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So let, let us go into... Um, so right now, we are doing like what Chris mentioned. We are doing this right now live in a... Not a studio anymore. In a meeting room. A room. Uh, from Plugin at Block 71. So, uh, interest used to hot desk here. So I like to like share some... Uh, what are the startups? Not what are. So every week, right? Uh, when we do our podcast... Uh, I would like to share one startups that is actually hot desking here, and uh, some of you may find it interesting. And if you find any partnership, you all can work together and also give a shout out to all these startups right now. Uh, today, I would like to share Indiescapes. Um, it's something for you. Um, it's something related to travel, sort of like Airbnb for travel experience. So you go in, uh, you can browse book travel events if you are looking for those uh, off the beaten track things like if you are looking for biking in Vietnam you can use Indiescape you are looking for uh, rock climbing or natural wall climbing in Bali uh, no in Thailand you can use Indiescape to help you uh, create curate a package and you can find what are the activities inside you can sign up uh, how they make money I'm not sure yet, uh, but in this case, you can actually visit in this case at uh, indiescapes dot com. Uh, pretty interesting. Uh, take a look if you are looking to go for a holiday this year end or some experiencing something different uh, off the beaten track. Uh, this is something you should take a look. So, Chris, let's see what are the things that we have in mind for today's podcast besides WWDC. Cool, cool. One uh, more thing. Oh, yep, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Oh, uh, I was expecting, uh, I don't know, expecting. I was thinking now that there's a. Apple did not came up with a new phone like we were expecting, like some new phone, some of us. Uh, I, I wasn't expecting a new I, iPhone, but with iOS 7, it sort of like created a new phone out of uh, nothing, right? So. When I'm using iOS 7, I'm feeling like, oh, oh, this is something new. This is like, like I'm having a new phone, keep on playing yeah. with it. Playing the with refreshing the of the UI is definitely yeah. something that is needed. Yeah. At the same time, I wanted to ask, uh, Android, right? You've yeah. been using Android, you've been using, uh, that's Note 2 LTE. Yeah. 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 So uh, people are also concerned that, will this be a good time to pick up iOS programming or to learn iOS um, yes, I would still say if you want to get into the world of development, iOS is not hard. And I think, um, for I really believe that for beginning programmers, right, mm-hmm. iOS is a very good entry level because 
not only is it easier to create visually pleasing apps, it is also um, very, very stable. Things, okay, like literally yesterday I was trying to pick up Rails, Ruby on Rails, um, with the help of Yuchun. Oh, okay. And uh, one of the things I realized like, when I was looking through all the resources online, a lot of it was outdated. A lot of it was telling me things to do that um, were relevant, maybe like 0.1 version before mm-hmm. the current one I'm using, which is 2.3. Oh no, it's 3.2 rather. And it was difficult. It was very difficult to find uh, proper tutorials and stuff. But for iOS, right, there's just so much interest in it and such a huge helpful community behind it. It's really easy to learn. It's very... it's visual it's easy to pick up and it's quite standard it's quite tightly controlled by apple <laughs> so it's 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 definitely a good language to pick up yeah so why am i asking this is because right after wwdc there's this lady uh because there was a photo out there right where there are a lot of queues during wwdc there are a lot yes. of queues for the restroom for the men and there's <laughs> a very little there's even no queue for the ladies yeah. so um this lady, not sure what's her name, but she created this site called App Camp for Girls. So A P P C A M P four, the number four, G I R L S. Uh, so she, she has a vision to create more uh, programmers, particular in the uh, for the ladies, and mm. uh, she raised, uh, she launched the App Camp for la- uh, Girls on Indiegogo. In a short amount of time, she raised more than fifty thousand dollars. Wow, uh, and, yeah. and and I think this shows that um, there's a demand, or there's a there's a demand, or there's a there's something that people are looking for, uh, particular in uh, education for programmers. I mean, more people are looking to learn programming. They are thinking that uh, programming can actually be okay. So why? It's hard for me to put into words. So, okay, let, let me take me as a use case. So, why do I want to learn programming? Because it, at first, I thought it was quite dull. But it seems pretty fun now. And especially having the first app being uh, launched on App Store, right? So, the feeling is so great. So, I think the, uh, the lady that started App Camp for Girls, she wanted to replicate this kind of feeling uh, for the ladies as well. At the same time, she also wanted uh, to balance the community of programmers. Because it used to be, you know, it still is <laughs> more guys than more uh, than definitely male dominated. Yeah, for sure. but I, I think she's trying to balance the community yeah. or at the same time help, uh, not help out, but to contribute back to okay. the programming world. Okay, uh, what's your take for like AppCam for girls? Okay, so um, AppCam is founded by Jane McDonald. Oh. so if you want to check out um, what she's done and uh, what her inspirations were, go check out the Indiegogo page because it gives quite a bit of information. Um. Sorry, what was your question again? Well, what's your take for app camp? Will you do okay. an app camp for uh, boys? I know. <laughs> Will you do a- There's more than enough boys in yeah. development. Um, I really believe that programming um, is quite empowering. It gives you the ability to think about how to solve problems. And ultimately, at the end of the day, solving problems is the core of programming. We need to think about design of functionality of development as just problem-solving um, questions. So, yeah, definitely. In fact, you know that one of my projects that I want to do right now is a online kind of tutorial for uh, people mm-hmm. to learn the basics of iOS programming. Mm-hmm. It is, of course, not to 
uh, replace what a formal education can give you. It is not in any way to teach you uh, the how a computer works or how programming uh, as a science, as a field is, but rather it's just to give you the basics of how you should start thinking about programming and how to solve problems with programming and with iOS in this case. Oh. Yep. Let's see. Uh, we can share more of your, you know, the side project that I think you do in our next podcast. So, um, should we button this up? <laughs> yeah, I think uh, it's been going off about half an hour. It's a good time to wrap up. Um, yeah, so why don't you tell us uh, more about where we can find you and your work? Oh, you can find me at uh, Twitter at L-E-E-T-U-C-K-S-I-N-G. And you can find me on Twitter as well at twitter.com slash A-N-T-T-Y-C. Uh, so just before we go, uh, just to give you a refreshing feeling, we are doing this at Plugin and Block 71. We'll be doing this every Friday, I presume, if this goes well. Um, we will be looking at live video soon. Uh, so join us on Google Hangout, maybe in the next um, uh, podcast that we'll be doing. Um, let's see what else. Oh, we have a site. Uh, if you go to launchbyte.com, you can see the links that we have uh we have talked about the, the website that we have talked about. We will put our links there. We have some of the show notes. If we have a show notes, we will have a show notes there. Uh, we are also looking to have uh, this podcast streamed onto iTunes as well, right? In the, in the yes. future. Yeah. Yep. So that is where you can find us. Uh, we love your support. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. Bye.